0: Good news here. Bon appetit. Matthew 5, 1. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Falsely on my account, rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. And so they, and for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let's pray, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as we, uh, Lord, as we read into your scriptures, Lord, today, Jesus, as we hear your words that you have said to, uh, to, uh, to people, to us, Lord, I pray, Lord, that. Uh, Jesus, that you would work in our hearts, that you would work in our minds, Lord, uh, Lord, um, Lord, give us an understanding that goes beyond uh, our uh, the wisdom that we get from this world, the wisdom we get from uh, from uh, how we see the world work um, with our friends and with our neighbors, and 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 the way that we uh, think things should go, Lord. But give us a wisdom that is from you and from you only, Lord, and 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 allow us to uh, be changed. By the love that you have for us, Uh, Lord, we pray this in your name, Amen. You may be seated. So I'm always excited to get to share God's word, and uh, especially share God's word with you guys because I love being part of Liberty Church, and I love uh, I love you guys. Um, And so I'm super excited to share with you guys today. I've really been enjoying uh, our uh, sermon series that we've been going through, um, Encounters with Jesus. Uh, and, and it's just been a, a, a great uh, opportunity to, uh, to hear uh, those, the, those different moments in Jesus' life uh, where he interacts with, with, with people, where he interacts with us, um, and to get to see that. Um, and uh, even as we've been uh, reading together these moments of Jesus' life, uh, and, and I've been following Jesus since I was a little kid, um, but I'm still constantly in shock and awe when I hear his voice, when I see how he he acts, when I see how radically different he sees a world uh, than we do, than than the people that are even the people that he interacts with. Uh, he sees everything so differently, uh, and it's it's amazing to me. And I, I'm, I'm it's it's always a, a moment of um, eye opening and, and of uh, being amazed and a, and a change of 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 heart. Um, When I look at the world, I kind of see how I see how things work. I see how uh, people get by. I see how people move up the ladder in their their jobs. I see how uh, people get good grades and what they have to to what they may have to do to get that. Um, And uh, and I feel like you know I need to work the same way. I need to do the same thing. and, and I need to, to, to do these things. And, and I end up um, completely and utterly thrown for a loop when I see Jesus uh, totally throwing things upside down in, in the way he speaks, in the way he talks, in the way he, he loves people. Um, it, it looks nothing like what we see on TV, what we see uh, 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 around us in so many ways. Um, as an instance, a few weeks ago, Clint uh, spoke, uh, spoke, our brother Clint spoke about uh, how the Jews of Jesus' time, um, uh, how they were, uh, uh, how they uh, um, were so convinced that they knew, like they knew what Jesus was supposed to do and what he was going to do, right? And they had this idea of how it was going to happen and how they were, they were going to be taught by him. They, they had it in their mind and they, they, they were like, you know, the Romans are going to get their, their lessons, you know, uh, sent, uh, he's going to send them a lesson right now, um, But the reality was that they could only see a part of the story that Jesus was working out. They didn't see the whole story. And I I, I had to be honest with myself. A lot of times I do the same thing when I read God's scripture. And and I think we all do. uh, Is that sometimes we read the scripture and and, and I end up in the same boat. That I don't see the whole picture. My heart only sees a part of the story. Uh, And often it's the part of the story that I can fit into my life. And I can fit to make me look good or feel good um and i often contort and i finagle my worldview into something uh into thinking that that i deserve to be blessed by god and i and i, I, I that's how that's how i often interact with with god as i try to 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 uh to make it so that he loves me more than he than than he than he does Reading God's words and 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 I start to make to do lists, um, and I often have a lot of like not to do lists, right? And I, I have those things, and I, I I can I feel like I can be a good follower of Jesus if I can check those boxes, or if I can make myself uh, uh, different, and somehow I can make God love me more, um, I can make Him give me more than I have, uh, um, or I can get Him to ignore some of the some of the struggles with sin that I have. Because, I, because in my mind, I, I'm going I'm to work out and I'm going to do these things. It's easy to fall into those traps. <clears throat> and without knowing it, I start to try to manipulate God's love for me. Uh, and it's a losing battle of trying to earn blessings from God. Uh, and, and I end up missing out on, some, on the real truly good news uh, that Jesus pours out in his message and in his life. Um, and that message is that Jesus himself is called Emmanuel, right? God is with us, right? That's his name, God with us. <clears throat> and he pronounces blessings on the ones that, who, um, who he loves, despite the fact of who they are, of what they've done, and how the world sees them. And so as we look at this list of, they call it the Beatitudes, it's at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, and we look at this list and Jesus starts saying, blessed are... You know, all these blessings that we look at. Um, and we're going to look at those that list together. Uh, I Actually, I'm going to look at them twice together with you. Uh, the first one I'm, we're going to go through, and, I'm, and we're going to go through some pretty common pitfalls that I fall into, and I, and I imagine many of you do as well. So that's kind of like the bad, the, 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 the way of not really looking at the Beatitudes, the way of not really looking at the bless, the blessings that, that, that Jesus is talking about. Um and then after that, we, we, I'm gonna, we're going to look more into a, 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 the context of who Jesus was speaking to and how he was teaching them to see where the, the, the truly good news is in these beatitudes, in these, these blessings, um, uh, the real uh, the real heart that Jesus has for, the, for his people. Um, so we're going to read through this, and I'm going to give you some of my commentary of, of how often I fall into these traps, and, and you guys can uh, follow along with me. Um, but starting off in verse 3, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And a lot of times, I and, and, and many uh, people that want to follow Jesus, we take this in tandem in Luke, which has, he, he also has a, a, a list of these blessings, too, as, as uh, he writes. Um, and he leaves out of the spirit. And so it's so easy to fall into the idea that this is about, you know, economics and, and having no, no money. And uh, so for me, some, sometimes I start thinking, well, the most blessed people have nothing according to Jesus. Uh, so, you know, I, I need to either get rid of all my stuff um, or I should j- just have nothing. And so I end up realizing that I'm a failure because I have, I have too much. I may at certain times look around and say, well, I, I have less than certain other people do. So I can feel good about myself. Uh, But then when I look at at reality, like I have a lot of stuff that I don't really want to give up often. And so I I, I find myself failing at this, if this is a to-do list of how I can get blessings from God. Um, And then maybe I start giving away things, um, but then I I get to the point where uh, I I really don't want to keep doing this, Jesus. It's not comfortable for me. I don't want to give it away. Again, I start failing. and I can even start thinking, oh, Jesus, this is like a trap. But There's nothing, no way I can do this. Um, how can I ever be blessed? So if I continue on, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Well, to be truly happy and blessed, uh, Jesus says that, that mourning is the way to go. Mourning, being sad, um, you know, just being, being around people that, that are hurt and struggling and feeling for them. Uh, and sometimes I feel like, well, I, I can do this okay. Um, I'm very empathetic for my friends and my neighbors. Um, who are hurting in pain, but, but I'm not mourning all the time. So is, is this a, a, another thing that I, I just have to continue to do to, to get God's blessing? Um, and what happens when, as we often realize, I just don't have the emotional capability and, and, and bandwidth to keep feeling mournful and to, to, to keep uh, hearing people's pain and, and, and hurt. Am I turning away God's blessing on me? Uh, I can't live up to, to this uh, to this this checklist or how I can make myself. I can't make God bless me with this. Uh, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. All right, Jesus, I, I can get down with being humble. Right? I, I, can, I can understand why you'd want me to do that. Um, and for me, like, I'm a pretty quiet person, so I can kind of make it look like I'm pretty humble. Um, but then when I look at my heart and I realize... Um, you know, I'm, I'm not as, as humble as, as I think, and I, um, you know what happens when there's times where I feel like I'm not getting what I deserve, and or people walk all over me, and um, sometimes I just lose it when I don't get the respect I feel and deserve. Um, again, I fail at being meek. I can't, I can't possibly live up to this um, this checklist of, of what to be. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. You know, God, I. I wholly want to see righteousness in the world. I want to see wrongs righted. I want to see uh, people who are taken advantage of and, ma- and broken to be made whole. Um, but again, sometimes I'm the one breaking relationships. Uh, sometimes I'm the one doing wrong to others. Um, it's really hard to do this. I don't think I can keep up. Um, verse 7 Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be, receive mercy. Jesus, I. You know, I, I, I believe that I, I, uh, um, I believe this, but when it comes to my, to you know, my own relationships, my, my own uh, children, well, I, I, I lose my temper. I'm not, I'm not a really good, merciful person. Um, again, I can't live up to this. Uh, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Um, you know, I think Jesus knows, I can't even fake that, um, to be a pure in heart. My heart is always chasing after things that uh, are other than you, Jesus. Um, I'm always seeking comfort and entertainment uh, um, way too often, Jesus. I, you, I, I can't, even, can't even go before God and try to say that I'm pure in heart um, so many times. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Now, here I'm thinking, Jesus, I love peace count me in. That's, that's, you know, this is where I'm going to get my blessing, right here. Um, you know, it says that they'll be called sons of God. I, like, I have, if I had a name tag, I'm going to start stenciling in. Son of God. And then I realize, uh, I got to scratch that out. When I start looking at the way that Jesus provides peace, it's very different than the way that sometimes I provide peace, which is often running away from confrontation and, and um, uh, being afraid of, of confrontation. And um, Jesus walked straight into uh, to the, the rift between us, man, and him. Uh, and he did that to death on the cross. God, I'm not ready to be a peacemaker like you have, have become and, and how you've asked us to be. <clears throat> Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteous sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Um, yeah, I, I really don't want to be persecuted. I, I don't want to do that at all, Jesus. Um, I'm not ready to handle persecution and being hurt and, and, and being uh, physically hurt or, or, or uh, things taken away from me. Uh, and that continues on. Blessed are you when you, others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. For the, so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Um Yeah. You know, I, I, again, I, I can't do the persecution thing. And sometimes I even try to fit in my life into the, an idea that I'm persecuted. And I say, you know, God, like, yeah, you know, um, I told somebody that I went to church and they kind of laughed at me and they were like, well, don't you miss like some of the Eagles game and stuff? And, um, and, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of my persecution that I get, that somebody thinks I'm kind of goofy or weird. Um, so that really has nothing to do with being hurt and 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 beat for their for, for their belief in Jesus, uh, which which does go on go on in our world today. Um, you know, I, I often think, God, I don't know that I, that's what I want to live for. I don't I don't know. Like I, I'm not ready for that. And so as we just walk through that together, uh, reading it, uh, looking at it, at, at Jesus' list, very much in in, in the way that myself and, and many of us may often do it. Um, it becomes a to-do list. Like, how can I do this? How can I be this way that God would bless me? Um, as if Jesus is telling us to, to start, you know, start acting and start doing these things. Um, as if he was telling the people that this is what you need to do. Uh, and those were not necessarily his words. And the trap that we fall in is that we start to try to manipulate God uh, through our action to gain blessings from him. And if we can somehow reach these goals then Jesus will somehow love me more. And to be honest, uh, when I listen to Jesus with, with my to-do list uh, mentality, um, I really miss out on truly good news. I'm really blinded to what the real good news of this passage is. Because um, I'll never be able to, to do those things. I'll never be able to completely, perfectly become any of these things that that, God says, c- brings blessing. It only, for me, brings guilt and shame. Um, and, you know, many of you may, may be here and, and may be skeptical, skeptical about Jesus. And this may be one of the things where you look around and see believers like me and others um, that kind of live this way. And, and, and you'd be right to say, that doesn't, see, that doesn't add up. And it's not, very, it's not that good. And I would agree with you. Uh, but I'd like you to listen on as uh, we continue on uh, and, and we look, get a little more context of, of who Jesus is talking to and, 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 and how he's teaching them um, to really get a good picture of what this true good news is. So if we contrast my, my commentary, my thoughts that I just had there, and we take a step back and we listen to Jesus in this context, um, and we start to see the true beauty and grandness and how he's turning the world's wisdom upside down on its head um, through his words and we start to that starts to come into view so let's get a little background and context for this first we need to go back just into the chapter before Matthew 4 and we start to see what happened right before he, he went to this mountain and started teaching Matthew 4 23 says and he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout all Syria and brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics, and he healed them. And the great crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis, and from Jerusalem and Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. Now, as we start to see, this is, we get this picture of, of what's going on uh, in the land, right? There's, there's, there's a lot of excitement going on. Um, we see this is probably one of, the, you know, Jesus' most popular time. People are all about Jesus. Like, this guy is healing people. Look at the way he's healing people. Look at what he's doing. Um, it's got to be one of the most exciting times for, for the people at this time. Um, when he teaches, like, it's turning people's heads. They're like, whoa, what, what, what is he's, he's teaching in a totally unique way that, that our other rabbis, like, you know, they, they, they don't quite fit in with what, what Jesus is saying. There's, there's something amazing about him. Um, his healing power is being talked about everywhere. Uh, and you got to remember, this is before viral videos. Uh, it's before people had Twitter or Instagram that we could instantly go like, you know, so, something happens here in, in Collingswood, somebody in San Francisco will know like instantly. Um, that wasn't happening at the time. Uh, this is like all word of mouth, but it was traveling fast. It was it was, it was going really quick, um, all word of mouth. Uh, and people were coming to him in huge numbers, um, it was Just just people, you know, packing the... streets in the countryside and and just following him everywhere he went and the sight of being of seeing people being being healed so many from so many diseases and ailments Um, we even see healings of from from being uh, demon possession Um, like it must have been just amazing to see and it must have been so like awe-inspiring to see jesus uh doing this um no one had ever seen anything like this uh, and so that, that's kind of where we are at the beginning of chapter 5. Uh, and Jesus, you know, it says, Jesus notice he sees this big crowd. Uh, he took, so he took that opportunity. He, he walks up to this mountain and he has a seat. Um, I think we need to bring that back to, to as a teaching style to, to sit down we'll talk to Jim about getting a chair up here. Um, <laughs> um, but he sits down. It was a very common way of teaching back then. Uh, and it says, his disciples came to him and he began to teach. Uh, and now often we think of the disciples as just as 12, uh, but this would be anybody that wanted to follow him. So, so there's, there's going to be a huge group of people that have just been healed, just had, you know, broken things fixed, had, you know, sight given back. Like, they're going to be excited to come and listen to him. And so I imagine this is a pretty big crowd sitting around him, uh, listening to him. <clears throat> And he starts to teach, and he begins with this list of blessings that completely flip their society's view of the world upside down. And, we be, and, and when we start to listen to these words, and we do it through the eyes of, of these people who have just been saved uh, through, from, from, from all these pains and ailments, um, they've been fixed, they've been uh, diseases taken away, um, demons uh, thrown out. Um, we can start seeing this list less as a to-do list of I got I got to try to attain this, but more more as a good news list. This is good news for those people when they heard these things. They're saying, "Wow! Like I've never heard anything like this. Jesus is—he cares about me. He cares about me, even though I was broken and, and hurting and and, and and falling apart." Um, and so let's listen to these a little more into that uh, to, to to that. Uh, that view. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. These people were, were looked down upon um, uh, by the spiritual elites. They were people that were nowhere, uh, were were nobodies. Uh, Dallas Willard called these people spiritual zeros. They were they had nothing. They had nothing to offer to the church, to the um, synagogues. They had nothing to offer to the temple. They were broken. They were beaten. They were they were looked upon as being cursed and being not worthy of God. Yet God Himself shows up in front of them and proclaims this good news that they are in the very presence of Him and His kingdom. You know, talk about good news! Like that's good news. Um, spiritual nobodies getting God coming before them and saying, "I love you, and I'm going to heal you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to take uh, some. Of, I'm going to take some of the pain away." Um, uh, the God of the universe physically touched, healed, and spoke directly to them. Uh, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Uh, I imagine here that there are people in this crowd who had recently lost loved ones. It was a big crowd. I'm sure that they had lost a father, a son, a husband, a, a wife. Uh, and upon hearing that Jesus is doing all these cra- crazy things and, 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 and knowing their scripture, they, they may be thinking and hoping that resurrection is right around the corner. Like, Jesus, heal my husband, heal my my, my son, heal my my, my uh, parents, um, bring them back to life. Um, uh, if this is truly the Messiah, he, he's the guy that can do it. Uh, and so there had to be a little bit, there, there, there had to be some people there that were thinking that. Um, and I, I, I believe that Jesus would... <laughs> Probably turn and make eye contact with them. And he declares that those that are in mourning are blessed because they will be comforted. Jesus himself mourns with them and comforts them. God's presence is good news for those that grieve. Um, for God, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the, the earth. Um, he's, he's talking to the people that are walked upon and, and, and beat up. And he's saying it's not the aggressive, harsh, ruthless top leaders and the businessmen that get this, that get a blessing. Um, he speaks to the ones who are the ones that are stepped on and and and, and hurt, and says says you will inherit the earth. Um, Jesus uh, is kind of echoing back to a, a psalm of David in Psalm 37: For the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. In chapter six, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Jesus turns to those who have a strong desire to live right before God uh, and to see the wrongs of the world made right. And Jesus himself says that you will be that they will be satisfied. Uh, what good news that is for those listening in the crowd. Um, in Jesus' presence, they, they start to see that he is the one that can usher in the healing of a broken world. That he sees that everything is not right and that he has started to make things right. Blessed are the merciful for they shall... For, they shall receive mercy. Uh, Jesus now speaks of forgiving others and caring for the poor and needy. Uh, being in the presence of God uh, can be a frightening thought For uh, if you go through the Old Testament. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dangerous thing to be in, in the presence of God. But Jesus shows himself and shows mercy by coming to them in peace and coming to them in love. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Um, Jesus turns to the heart and declares that those with a clean heart will see God. And the religious leaders and the elite of the time, the Pharisees, they taught a a very different thought um, at that time, that they were, uh, it was all about appearances, it was about rituals to make yourself clean before God, Um, they would be showing how holy and pious that they could be. Um, And as a matter of fact, all of those people would have been told by by the religious elite um, that you can't be near God. You're unworthy of of, 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 of hearing from God. You're unworthy of seeing God. Um, but Jesus declared that uh, a heart that was for him and his kingdom was able to see God. And, and he, shows, he shows up saying this right in front of them. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Um, Jesus declares that those that are peacemakers are close to God in a special way. He brings peace um, between man and God uh, he teaches us uh, how to bring this good news to uh, to uh, in a relationship with others um, and this piece comes it comes at a great cost that he demonstrates ultimately on the cross that he would die uh, to, to bring us into relationship with 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 him um, these last two I'll put together blessed are those who are persecuted for the righteousness sake and for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are you are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Um, These last two uh, blessings are hard to swallow, but Jesus uh, um, is is saying that, uh, you know, following him takes a toll. Um, You need, there's, a very good chance that you'll be beaten, put in prison, uh, killed uh, even for, uh, to seek after this righteousness. Um, we knew that a lot of people were, ho- this probably turned a lot of people off, a lot of people were hoping that Jesus was here to, to, to make it right right now and make that happen. Um, uh, but Jesus, while he was the uh, one who will do those things, um, he, he says there's going to be a lot of pain in, in the... Uh, uh, involved in following him. Now, as I just finished, those two different ways of looking at these beatitudes. Uh, I hope you can see the contrast between how Jesus uh, can be heard in those two two different looks. Um, out of context and in my own my own thoughts and my own way of of, of being a to, of doing a to do list. Uh, it's easy to build that into something that I compare myself to others, uh, and it only leads to Failing and full of guilt and shame. And, uh, and, it, and it brings a heart that wants to manipulate Jesus into uh, what I want him to do and how I want him to bless me. But in context, the large this is a, it shows this large group of broken, unloved, lowest of the low, spiritual zeros who are walked on, uh, they're spit at, they're despised people. And Jesus showed up, looked at them eye to eye. He spoke with them, he listened to them, He touched them. He declared to them that they were blessed uh, um, when they're used to being declared a curse or a scum and a nobody. Um, In Jesus' radical upside-down kingdom, they were not just anybody. They were worthy of face-to-face relationship with the king. Um, You know, we often uh, and rightfully preach and teach that we believe that Jesus came to earth to die on a cross, to rise again, and to save us from our sins, giving us eternal life with him. Now, this is very true. I will never stop preaching that and teaching that. But it doesn't end there. I think often we kind of think like, that's it, I'm good. I got my I got my eternal life with Jesus, I'm good. Um, but it's important to read that, that there's good news that goes way beyond that. Um, that Jesus is good news for us today. Um, He shows up when we're a mess and we can't get anything right. He holds us close in our tears of mourning uh, with the loss of a loved one or struggling with broken relationships. He knows that we can't complete our to-do lists of following him. And yet he still is with us. He keeps declaring blessings on us just because he loves us. And it's a wonderful thing. I want to finish uh, with a, a, a short uh, a little summary of a story from the Old Testament uh, and it's definitely one of the more interesting Old Testament stories um, and uh, it definitely makes you scratch your head about just why how, wh- how is God using why is he using this story um, uh, but here's a quick sim- summary um, and this is from the book of Hosea uh, and so the nation of Israel was, at the time was at its worst it was it was a mess it had an awful king uh, the people were worshiping all kinds of idols, uh, specifically a, a God named Baal. They were looking to other nations around them for protection uh, politically instead of God himself. Um, and then, and so God brought this prophet, uh, uh, Hosea, uh, and he told Hosea to do something that we would never counsel anyone to do. Um, but he said, Hosea, I want you to marry this woman who's a prostitute. <clears throat> and her, her name was Gomer. Um, and god told her to love her um, even though she would not remain faithful to him Um, and so she did bear him a couple children um, but this uh, uh, but he she continued to 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 pursue other men and to to pursue um uh cheating on him uh god and here's here's an interesting that when they name people in the old testament i don't understand why god uses this but he does um he named so he told uh, Hosea to name his children. The first one was Jezreel. And this was a reminder that the king had done some pretty awful killings, uh, in the town there. And it was a, 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 a way of saying, you know, like this, there's going to be punishment for, uh, for the nation for this. Um, and then he had a daughter and he told her to name her No Mercy. Um, one of the oddest names that you could ever name any, any baby. Um, no mercy, and, and God says, because he has no more mercy left for the house of Israel. This is, a, this is a, just an awful, an awful time. It's got to be a heavy feeling that, that God is saying to the people of Israel, I have no more mercy for you. <clears throat> um, Gomer then had another son who God, who God told Hosea to name him, not my people, <clears throat> because God was so upset with them that he was ready to be finished with them. Uh, Gomer continued to chase after other men, uh, refusing, uh, not committing himself to Hosea. And God uses Hosea's life to give a picture of, to all of Israel of how they turned away from him, uh, from God, and how they chased other gods uh, and submitted themselves to other nations for protection. Um, God eventually uses the Assyrians to come in and just destroy them and just decimate them and, and, and uh, um, punish them, take them into captivity. Um, but God, in that moment, even as he was saying, like, I don't have any more mercy. I don't, I, um, you're not my people anymore. He still loved them. And despite their turning away from him, he decides to to take them back. to, 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 to He had this plan to show his great love for them. So he tells Hosea to go and get Gomer back and to love his wife, um, even though she had been unfaithful. Uh, and so he brings her back, and, and he loves her. Uh, God shows that, that he still loves his people. Um, and there's, uh, there's a beautiful uh, thing in here, and as I was reading it this week, I actually kind of getting a little teary because I was like, wow, this is like powerful stuff that God did in this family. Um, so this, I'm going to read part of this um, poem that, that, that God is here as he declares his love for his people, and he paints this beautiful picture through Hosea and his family. Uh, so Hosea two nineteen, and I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you to me in, in righteousness and in justice, in steadfast love and in mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness, and you shall know the Lord. And in that day I will answer, declares the Lord, I will answer the heavens, and they shall answer the earth, and the earth shall answer the grain, the wine and the oil And they shall answer Jezreel, remember that's the first firstborn. And I will sow her for myself in the land. Part of the the name's meaning is to sow. And he's saying, I'm gonna for myself. I'm gonna take her up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna plant her. And I will have mercy on no mercy. And I will say to not my people, you are my people. And he shall say, and he shall say, you are my God. I know this story is pretty crazy. Uh, and uh, but it really illustrates the, the greatness of this good news of Jesus, um, that the creator of God is willing to be with his people who are broken, and they chase everything else besides him. Uh, that's including myself. Uh, I, I, I chase everything else beside him, but he is willing to be uh, with us. Uh, the good news is that he didn't leave us in our lowliness, or sadness, or depression, or struggles, or broken families. Even though we don't deserve it Jesus shows up in flesh um, and lovingly invites us to be his people uh, as I close I think that the, this good news that, that, that we've heard uh, that, that, w- that it should teach us many things um, but for Liberty Collingswood we al- we always declare that we desire to live speak and serve as the very presence of Jesus in our in our communities in Collingswood and our, our surrounding um, neighborhoods um, I think this really means that, that every single person that we meet, um, everybody that we pass on the street, uh, everybody that we share a workspace with, everybody that we serve on our jobs, uh, everybody that we study next to, um, is worthy of being loved by our king. And has and, and this is good news. He's the one um, who loves the spiritual zeros that don't deserve it. Um, uh, so let's take that to heart and, 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 and carry that out. Um, with, God's, with the Lord's help in our lives. Hey, could that have been the best sermon ever? Eh, the odds are strongly not in its favor. Still, thanks for listening, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also check out our version of a preaching after party, the Post-Sunday Blues, a preaching post-mortem, on the same podcast feed, where you can go backstage with the sermon. Live, speak, and serve at later.